G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Good to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby on some of those issues that are shaping our nation, some of those issues that are on the political agenda this week. Well, it is a big week in Australian politics. Tomorrow night, the Treasurer Scott Morrison will hand down the budget and there are some sweeteners. In fact, there's been a lot of sweeteners from what I can ascertain and Infrastructure bonanza, the cost of living pressures to be relieved, fairness, security and opportunity. Lots of things being touted about the budget tomorrow night. Uh, Wage growth's been low, so cost of living pressures are very important when the cost of everything seems to be going up all the time. Well, let's get some insights into what's happening on the political agenda this week, some focus on the budget. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us once again. Hello, Lyle. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Uh, thank you very much. Great to be back. Uh, well, Lyle, uh, when we think of the federal budget tomorrow night, there's been lots of things in the media, mostly positive, not too much negative. What are the sorts of issues that you're looking at from a Christian perspective? Yeah, I think uh, from a Christian perspective, the, the budget uh, is very much a, a moral document. It's, it's a document that says how the government is going to spend uh, money that it's collected from Australian taxpayers, as well as the money that it's borrowed, uh, because we're running a $500 billion uh, a year debt. It's expected to to uh, hit $500 billion a year. That's, that's uh, half a trillion. Uh, so that's a, a large debt. So yeah, it's, it's a moral document that uh, decides how we carve up uh, the pie and uh, how much risk we take as a nation in terms of going into debt to fund the things that we as Australians uh, want funded uh, by our federal government, defence, welfare, education, schools um, and uh, infrastructure. Well, Lyle, it's interesting when you talk about debt because uh, all of the sorts of things we might have been looking at in the media over the previous weeks uh, might not have been looking at that debt in the same light uh, that we perhaps ought to. And when you talk about a $500 billion debt, uh, well, that rolls off the tongue okay if you say it with a smile on your face because there's a certain positive spin that seems to be on this debt and the creation of this idea of good debt and bad debt. Uh, what are your thoughts on the way that the government seems to be spinning the idea of debt? Yeah, this, it's a difficult one for the government. Um, that, that 500 billion, of course, is is the uh, recurrent. That, that's an annual uh, debt. Um, our our actual uh, sorry, that that's the deficit, the budget deficit. Uh, our actual debt is much higher. Um, but yeah, we did see Scott Morrison, the treasurer. Uh, come out a couple of weeks ago and um, coin this phrase, good debt, bad debt. And uh, what he is preparing us uh, to accept as a nation is that the government is wanting to spend uh, a lot of money uh, to build new infrastructure and it will have to borrow to do that. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of uh, rhetoric from the coalition government over the last few years about a budget emergency and a debt and deficit disaster. Uh, and they've found it difficult to get... Uh, cuts to the budget through the Senate over the last uh, few years. And uh, Scott Morrison has signalled that he has uh, 
pretty much abandoned the idea of trying to get measures through a Senate that he knows he can't get cut through. So he, he's saying, well, look, we're going to have a pragmatic budget, uh, but we do want to build infrastructure. We're going to have to go into even more debt. And uh, he's trying to encourage us to view that like borrowing money for a house, as householders would, that that's not necessarily bad debt. And so we're going to see things like the funding for... Um, the Badgeries Creek Airport, $5 billion in Western Sydney to build that airport, um, the inland rail, uh, many billions of dollars. So we're going to see um, more debt uh, incurred by the Commonwealth, uh, but uh, the Treasurer is wanting to make a distinction between that sort of debt and borrowing money, say, to fund schools or to fund uh, welfare recipients. Let's talk about schools for a few moments because this has been controversial depending on which side of the political divide you might stand on because the funding model for schools uh, in fact may disadvantage uh, those independent and Catholic schools. So we're talking Christian schools here uh, and there's some internal conflict within the coalition because it's been an ideological position for the Conservatives to support uh, the idea of uh, of uh, Christian, independent, uh, Catholic schools uh, being an opportunity for, p- for parents to actually make their choice uh, as to how they educate their children. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on how that funding model is likely to look after tomorrow night's budget? Yeah, I think we've seen much of this um, uh, you know, flagged uh, by the announcement last week with the Education Minister Simon Birmingham and the Prime Minister himself uh, when they had David Gonski join them for a press conference here in Canberra and they've signalled um, what's called Gonski uh, Mark II and uh, they've taken on, I guess, um, uh, what Labor was trying to do with school funding. Uh, the, the author of, of that uh, for the Gillard government was David Gonski, and uh, they now have um, brought him into the coalition tent and said, look, we're going to continue with a needs-based funding model, and yes, there's going to be some losers, but um, uh, there's been a lot of you know, quite um, hysterical media commentary around this. It's very hard to sort of get to the bottom of it. From what I can ascertain, it seems like there's going to be um, not too many losers. Perhaps 24 of the um, the elite private schools might lose some funding and, um, and there'll be some tweaking uh, elsewhere. Uh, there's been a lot of commentary around the, the Catholic education system and that there could be some uh, some uh, some winding back of some of their expectations of what they might have been expecting to receive over the next uh, 10 years. But in real terms, uh, they'll continue to see their funding uh, increase. So it, it seems to me like the government has, has landed in a reasonable place here. Um, this is not, I'm not trying to say this is an ACL view. I'm just uh, commentating to you, Neil, on this. Um, I think it's difficult, you know, whatever funding model the government comes up with, they're going to be criticised. But the essence of it is, is a needs based system and um, it seems to be um, moving in a direction of of greater fairness. Uh, No system's ever going to be perfect but uh, I think you'll see the politics of this um, settle down uh, over the next few days as the budget is released. Uh, It'll be an interesting budget that's for sure and uh, like you I'll be probably glued to the TV screen and and taking special note of some elements within the budget. Uh, One of those interesting issues to look at I imagine as a Christian uh, commentator and uh, someone who's a lobbyist as you are, Lyle Shelton, the idea of foreign aid, which uh, both sides of government over the years have successively cut uh, in in some respects uh, to great 
concerns by people who are uh, interested in the care and uh, lives that are saved as a result of Australian dollars uh, going into foreign aid. Uh, More cuts likely to be on the way, but this time to bolster our own anti-terrorism efforts. What are your thoughts? Yes, um, I will be very disappointed if we see foreign aid cut again, and that's something that uh, we at ACL will be watching very closely uh, tomorrow night. Um, We, as a nation, signed up to the Millennium Development Goals uh, more than 10 years ago under John Howard, um, probably would have been about 15 years ago, where we said uh, we would promise, along with uh, other developing nations, to get to um, 0.05% of uh, gross national product, GNP, uh, going towards uh, overseas aid. Now, the United Kingdom uh, met their targets and and they were in a much um, worse budget situation than Australia. Uh, We have seen under successive governments, firstly uh, under the the Rudd-Gillard governments, uh, our aid promise deferred. And then when the coalition got in uh, three years ago, four years ago, they... Uh, started cutting uh, the aid. And um, we are nowhere near the 0.75% of gross uh, national product. And um, I'd be disappointed if we see that money um, being eroded. We we really need to to, um, bolster that. And it is a very small portion of our budget. I understand the need for for budget savings, but uh, that's been uh, an easy area to cut, uh, which really is our... Um, obligation, I believe, to poorer nations as a rich nation. And the other point I'd make about foreign aid that we'll be looking closely at, Neil, is uh, money that's going to abortion services. Um, Julie Bishop announced a few weeks ago that $9.5 million would go towards um, a program called Sprint, which is a, a program of the International Planned Parenthood Federation. And uh, this is uh, the world's biggest abortion provider. Um, I don't think we should be spending our foreign aid money promoting or providing abortion services uh, in the third world. Uh, Still on the issue of the foreign aid there for a few moments, Lyle, and uh, taking uh, your point certainly on the uh, the abortion issues, but uh, but coming back to uh, if there are proposed uh, cuts to foreign aid and they are going to uh, anti... Uh, terrorism efforts, uh, money going to the Australian Secret Intelligence Service and uh, ASIO and Australian Federal Police. Uh, it is a sort of a way to to actually uh, soften the blow and uh, for ordinary Australians who might be concerned about where foreign aid goes uh, to go to something that uh, supposedly then will be uh, for greater protection of Aussies. What are your thoughts on, on the direction of the way that the, the government spin has been about where that money would be used? Yeah, that's a good point, Neil, and I should have picked that up in your earlier question. Um, uh, I'm concerned about this. I think, obviously, yes, we need to spend more money on counterterrorism measures, and there's an overseas component of that, uh, definitely. But I'd be worried that that's um, cost-shifting. Overseas aid, our our foreign aid budget, is towards poverty relief, and uh, I don't think uh, that is something that should be used for our national security. That's a, that's a different issue. Uh, it's an important issue, but uh, it should come from a different bucket of money. And uh, again, I think um, what this shows us is that our foreign aid budget is being used as a milking cow uh, for other programs, and um, I certainly wouldn't support that. And before I let you go, Lyle Shelton, uh, the French election, uh, a new president, Emmanuel Macron, uh, he's a centrist, uh, Marine Le Pen, uh, who's now going to... Uh, be regrouping. Uh, what are your thoughts on the outcomes of the election in France? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um, 
uh, you know, this does sort of buck the trend of uh, Brexit and uh, the Trump phenomenon, uh, even the Pauline Hanson phenomenon here in Australia. Um, although having said that, that France is obviously a fairly divided nation. There is a big support for Marine Le Pen and her um, anti-EU French nationalist approach. But uh, Emmanuel Macron, um, his, his election, and it was quite convincing, um, shows that uh, the majority of French people want to remain part of the EU. They want to uh, continue on more of a, a globalist, um, uh, EU-centric uh, approach to their policy. Uh, so th that'll be interesting to see how that uh, plays out. But um, that's certainly a clear result, and people have made a, a clear choice between, um, uh, between you know, more of a, a nationalist or a more Eurocentric approach. Uh, well, Lyle Shelton, always good getting your insights into those things that are affecting us here in Australia, shaping our culture, the political agenda for the coming week, and also your thoughts on what's happening internationally as well. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website uh, where there is a lot of great resource uh, when you're looking to frame the things that are happening in the news with what you might think of those from a biblical Christian perspective. Lyle, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us again today on 2020. Absolute pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.